Welcome to High Impact Influence, the podcast. My name is Randy Cantrell. I'm your host here. You'll find the website at growgreat.com. We're now on day 28 of our 30-day micro-leadership course. So let's continue our conversation about keeping score, measurement. About 15 years ago, I decided to get some, well, I decided to get more intentional about my physical health and fitness. So I signed up at a gym. And from the get-go, I went five days a week for about 45 minutes to an hour. Now, at first, I didn't track anything. I mostly just wanted to develop a new habit of going regularly, and so I mainly focused on cardio. I would see guys hitting the weight machines and free weights, and many of them taking notes. They were writing down how many repetitions and how much weight they did on any given date on every machine and every kind of a exercise. I got acquainted with a few of these guys and I would watch them increase the weights. And sometimes they would increase the weight and the number of repetitions. Sometimes they would increase the weights and they would lower the repetitions. Well, I started doing the same thing that is tracking, keeping track of the numbers, but I was doing it in my head. Now, admittedly, I wasn't using as many machines. I wasn't using as many free weights. I mean, these were guys that were half my age. So tracking my numbers was not that big of a challenge, but I was well on my way to better understand my strength levels. Once I began to track the numbers, the same thing applies to your enterprise. You can think you're excellent. In fact, I would dare say most of us think we are just like I could have easily gone to the gym and thought, you know, I'm, I'm not that out of shape. I'm, I'm pretty fit and I'm pretty strong. Yeah, but numbers don't lie and they display our progress or our lack of progress. High performance organizations accurately measure their important numbers. These numbers become the scorecard for everybody in the organization or everybody on your team, everybody in your department. People enjoy tracking it, and they grow increasingly competitive to pursue improving the numbers. Nobody sees such tracking as punitive, not in a high-performance culture. Instead, it's rewarding. I mean, it's like seeing the pins that you knock down when you're bowling. In a 2012 research published in Personnel Psychology there was a report that high-performing employees are 400% more productive than the average. Now, there's plenty of other research out there, you can just Google it, that bears out that enterprises who will undertake some systematic process of high performance, it could be lean, it could be Six Sigma, it could be a variety of many other options, it could be something that you come up with yourself, just a commitment to high-performance they can realize an improvement of between 25 and 40%. Merely by picking a horse to ride and then committing to it can result in significant growth and improvement to the tune of 25 to 40% improvement. Far too many organizations approach their daily work in this willy-nilly fashion, just going through the motions, putting one foot in front of the other without any strategic purpose or intent. That is not the way high-performing enterprises operate. Avoid joining or remaining among the ranks of the average or the below-average organizations. It's time to soar. Okay, but first, you have to know where you are. You have to know the altitude where you're at now so you can better determine where you want to go. 
when I started exercising 30 minutes or so on the treadmill at a brisk speed, I remember the setting on the machine would be like 2.8 to three. I couldn't tell you what that represented, but I mean, 30 minutes at that speed and I would be winded within about a month. I was able to increase it to 3.8 to four and maintain that for an hour. I was committed to walking at a fast pace, not running. I was and still am too old to develop knee problems resulting from running. So I avoided that. But by measuring the time and the speed, I was able to set my sights on improving and I was able to improve and I was able to see the improvement. My goals were constantly inching up, inching forward because I wanted evidence that my fitness was improving. I didn't want to just feel like I was getting better. I wanted to know for sure. And so it goes at work. You know, everybody feels like they're doing pretty well. Some people, in fact, maybe most people will claim we're doing our best. Well, the reality is few of us have a really clear idea of what our best might be. Watch any video or documentary about military training like the SEALs, and you quickly realize that these candidates mostly they don't think they can push themselves to the point required to qualify for achieving entry in such a prestigious group. And those who don't make it, you and I both know, I mean, come on, you look at these guys and they're ripped and it's like, they likely have the physical skills required, but they lack the mental toughness to go beyond whatever limits exist in their own mind. They quit because they believe they've done their best and they just, it's not good enough. Can you identify the top key measurements that might be vital in the success of your organization? How many, how many of those key measurements can you list? Is there any current documentation of those measurements? And if so, how are those numbers shared in your organization and how do people respond to those numbers? Now, before we end today's session, let me challenge you to avoid falling into your industry trap of just looking at whatever measurements everybody else in your space is looking at. I'm in no way urging you to avoid measuring those same things. I am challenging you, however, to consider measuring some things that maybe other people aren't looking at, things that might have a meaningful impact but may be largely ignored by other people in your space. Let me give you an example. And this was many, many years ago. I began to look at a number that to me seemed obvious, but I didn't hear anybody in our industry talk about it very much. Now at the time I was increasing my fanaticism with inventory management. I was running a retailing company vendor returns, AKA defectives. They were, and they are always problematic in retail because, well, we buy merchandise, we pay for it. And then now we're stuck with some portion of our purchases that they're unsellable. Well, we would then have to negotiate with a vendor to have the merchandise returned. Okay. That's more lost time with unsellable and paid for inventory. And I decided to more carefully track this and use it in meetings and negotiations with vendors. And so I was able to negotiate better terms and conditions. So the vendor would more quickly help us get that product returned. Another part was tracking how many days it took the vendor to take the merchandise back and 
issue us credit. I mean, such things had a big impact on my internal vendor scores. And I wanted vendors to pursue a higher vendor score with me, with my company, by making it easier for us to return defective merchandise and to get us the offsetting credit to our account. Do you have anything like that? Something that will make a difference, but you've just not yet thought to measure it? We'll give it some thought. Tomorrow, we'll continue down this same path because great leadership is evidence-based. You want to have proof of how well you're doing. You want your team and your people to have evidence of how well they are doing. Be well, do good, grow great. The website is growgreat.com. My name is Randy Cantrell. I appreciate you being along.